Judges chapter number 11, you know what we're we're doing today. We're addressing a a really serious topic, uh, a plague, an epidemic in society today. Uh, we We have experienced a perfect storm to create uh, and facilitate an atmosphere of bullying. Uh, We've been stuck at home. We've been stuck behind computer screens and uh, we hadn't been able to get out around people a lot till till here recently. And we've forgotten how to be civilized. We've forgotten how to treat people and talk to people. And social media has created an atmosphere where you can be real disrespectful to somebody typing on that name without the, the threat of being punched in the mouth. And so with that being said, uh, it, it has moved from the computer screen to uh, everyday life. And it's not just the young people. I can see it in Walmart. I can see it in the grocery store. I can see it in traffic. I need a witness right there. How many of y'all, how many of y'all have ever been in a, in a, in a, in a, in a car line at a school? Are y'all with me? You know, we, we, you know, I, I really, I, the redneck in me wants to be able to tell all these young people when they, when they have that bully, just walk right up to them and punch them dead in the mouth. But I can't do that. So we're not going to do that. All right. I'm the preacher. I got to give you another route. And we got one. We got one. All right. Uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're never, we're never going to be able to eradicate the bullies. As long as there's sinners, there's going to be bullies. And so if we can't do, if we can't make all the bullies behave, then we've got to be able to strengthen ourselves. And so today, today, last week, we really dealt with the bully and why the bully is the bully. And, 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 and today I want to talk to you guys that are being bullied. What can you do? What can you do? The first point today The first point today is what you need to know, what you need to know. The second point is what you can do. Okay. So now, now let's, let's rehearse. You ready? The first point is what you need to know. The second point is what you can. All right. Are we all on the same page? Say amen. All right. Let's read judges chapter 11 in verse number one. If you're there, say amen. Now, Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begat Jephthah, and Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah, and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. These guys kicked out their stepbrother. They were bullies. Then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelled in the land of Tob. And there was gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out with him. And it came to pass in the process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, come and be our captain that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, did not ye hate me and expel me out of my father's house? Why are you come unto me now when ye are in distress? The elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, 
Therefore, we turn again to thee now that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, if ye bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, the Lord be witness between us if we do not so according to thy words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Today we're going to preach on the day the outlaw became the sheriff. The bully, the bully, everything changed in his life. The one being bullied, everything changed in his life too. All right? So let's pray and let's see what God has for us today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for these beautiful young people. Lord, I thank you for the privilege to be able to stand before him and try to encourage them and try to help them. Lord, I thank you for all the young people. There's there all over the building. They're not just right here in front of me. They're out there at Fairview too. They're watching online. There's parents right now with their kids watching online. And Lord, I pray that you'll touch all of them. I pray that you'll just, just, just pour your spirit upon them. Lord, I pray for the adults in here that's been bullied. It's one thing as a young person and another thing too, Lord, I, I'm getting reports and hearing, hearing just, just unbelievable, unbelievable things that are happening on the jobs and in the workplace. Lord, I pray that you'll just touch everybody, Lord, that's struggling right now in this area. I pray that your perfect will be done. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And please, Lord, please don't let me forget anything I should. Help me to help me to say everything that needs to be said today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here we find a, a, a guy. Here we find a guy named Jephthah. And uh, he, is a, he is a stepbrother. He is a stepbrother. And, and as we read the story, his stepbrothers kicked him out. When their father died, when their father died, they said, nope, you're not going to have anything. We're going to kick you out. You don't belong in this family. And they were his brothers who should have been his friends, his brothers, his own family, his own family bullied him and mistreated him and kicked him out. And the Bible says he fled and went to another place. And there things happen that we'll get to. All right. So this man, Jephthah, this, this is the one he's being bullied. And, and as I was reading this, man, God showed me some things I need to tell you guys. You need to really, really listen, okay? So when it comes to bullying, and I know most of you, I know a lot of you have experienced it. I know a lot of you have been picked on before and somebody either, either mistreated you or, or, or done something like that. But here's three things, and I need to say this quick because i got a lot I want to share with you. There's three things that, that you need to know, okay? Three things you need to know. In this particular situation, if you look at this, if you look at this story, there's one thing about it that you got to understand. A person cannot pick who his mama and daddy is. Okay. A person cannot pick who his mom and dad, he had no control over that. So the first thing I want you to see is that when it comes to bullying and being bullied, it's not your fault. It's not your fault fault. Say that with me. Say it again. 
Now, see, here's what happens when we when we get picked on and when we're bullied, we get to thinking something's wrong with me. Why? Why are they saying these things? Why are they saying these mean things? Why are they doing these mean things? I must have a problem. There's something wrong with me. Uh, listen, I need you to all look at me real good. Look at me eyeball to eyeball. Everybody, everybody, come on, come on. I'm looking at you and you ain't looking at me. Come on, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You are perfect. Look at me, look at me. You are perfect. And every other young person that's in here, I want you to see, you're perfect. You say, how do you know that? Because God made you. And the Bible says that everything he does, he does well. If you go look at the creation, if you go look at the creation, every time he made something, he said it was good. It was good. And you know what? You know what? When you arrived on this planet, God put you here and it was good. You're perfect. There is nothing wrong with you. God made you just like he wanted to make you. He doesn't make mistakes and you are perfect. You don't have a problem. They have a problem. It's not your fault. So, so just make sure and understand that because it's, it, that's the first thing that starts happening when a person is getting bullied. The first thing they think there's something wrong. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect. Look at your neighbor and say, Hey, you're perfect. All right. All right. Now I want you to look at me. I want you to look at me. Everybody say this. I'm perfect. Because God made me that way. Even, watch this now, say it with me. Even if I'm different, I'm still perfect. Because God made me. Church, say amen. So, number one, you got to remember, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It wasn't Jephthah's fault how he came into this world. It wasn't Jephthah's fault that he was a stepbrother. They picked on him anyway, but it wasn't his fault. So secondly, here's the thing I need you to see. Look what, it, look what it says. It says when he fled, when he fled in verse number three, then Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob and there were gathered vain men to Jephthah and went out with him. Now, here's what I want you to see about that. <clears throat> now, now, some people try to put this out. These vain men were scoundrels. They were bad guys. And all, but that's not really what that means. The word vain there here could mean it, empty or they were people that were struggling. They were people that were unemployed. They were people that were probably broke and they needed help. And, and as we learned last week, most of the time, the bully will pick on somebody that's different. And you know what happened? You know, Jephthah was different than his other brothers that were picking on him. But what he found is there's other people that are struggling too. And so here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to get. First of all, know this, it's not your fault and number two, or B, however you want to put this. What I, I didn't even give you number one, did I? Facts to remember. Here's facts to remember, okay? Facts to remember. A, it's not your fault. Facts number two to remember. B, somebody needs your friendship. There is somebody that needs your friendship. Now, here's what we do. Everybody look at me. I promise you I'm going to go fast. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Sometimes, sometimes when we're being picked on, this is what we do. We sit around and we say, I wish somebody would be my friend. I wish somebody would be my friend. And, 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 and we start feeling sorry for ourselves. And we start feeling down and depressed 
and we just sit hoping somebody will be our friend. Here's, we got to change that. Don't do that. Go and be a friend. Go be a friend. Because guess what? There's somebody that's in the same boat you're in. There is somebody else that's being picked on. There is somebody else that's a little different. There is somebody else that's struggling too. And you know what Jephthah did? You know what Jephthah did? He got out of the vicinity of the bullies and he found somebody that was having a hard time like he was. And you know what I found out? That when I find people that are having a hard time and I choose to be their friend, they're some of the best friends I've ever had. And so we got to move out of this just sitting here, just sitting here feeling sorry for ourselves, hoping somebody will be my friend. And I, I heard this. I heard this. And this is a really good thing. A man went out one day, a man went out one day and he tried to find a friend and he couldn't find any. He went out and tried to find somebody that would befriend him and he couldn't find a friend. So he changed it up. The next day he said, I'm going to go out and be a friend. Say that with me. I'm going to go out and. And you know what happened? Everything changed. He found all kinds of friends because he chose to go be a friend. So we're not going to sit back anymore. We're not going to sit back anymore and hope somebody comes to us and be our friend. We're going to go be a friend to somebody. We're going to find that person that's sitting alone in the lunchroom. We're going to find that one that nobody plays with on the playground. We're going to go to the basketball court and see the one sitting in the bleachers that's afraid to get on the court. And we're going to go to them and, and we're going to practice this. You ready? You ready? Hello. Oh, that's a little weak. Hello. What's your name? My name's Julio. What's your name? See there? It's as easy as that. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, preacher. Oh, preacher. Oh, preacher. I'm shy. I'm shy. I'm scared. I'm nervous. Me too. Me too. I'm telling you. You ask any of my staff guys. They're right here. They've gone. I am too. And you know what? I make myself do it. I make myself do it. And then once I do, I meet people and I find out this ain't so hard. You ready? Hello. What's your name? My name is. You done forgot your name? Okay. All right. So say this with me. Preacher. I'm not going to wait for them to come to me. I'm not going to wait for somebody to be my friend. I'm going to go be theirs. Amen. All right. Now, third thing we need to remember. Third thing. And it's all coming out of this story. It's right here. First of all, it's not my. Number two, somebody needs my. Amen. Now watch this. This is cool. This is really cool. Guess what? Guess what? It happened to be that later on that them same bullies, look at me, everybody, them same bullies that kicked him out, them same bullies that kicked him out. Now they need him. Now they need him. The ones being mean to him, the ones that probably said nasty things to him, the ones that mistreated him. Guess what? As time went by, they needed him. And they said, come be our captain. Come help us. Come be our leader. Here's what I want you to remember. Number one, it's, it, it's not your fault. 
Number two, somebody needs your friendship. Number three, what you're going through right now, everybody look at me, what you're going through right now, it's not always going to be that way. You're not always going to be picked on. You're not always going to be mistreated. And you say, why is that important to know? Do y'all remember, how many of y'all remember those pictures of those young people that took their own life last week? How many of y'all remember that? Do you want me to tell you why that happened? They gave up. They gave up. And the reason they gave up is because they thought it's always going to be like this. It's always going to be like this. And you need to understand what you're going through today. It's not always going. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it is. I've been there. I've experienced it. I know what I'm talking about. But it's not always going to be that way. Things will change. Say that with me. Say it again. Let me show you a couple pictures. Look at the first one. Do we have, do we have them pictures, Brother Barnes? That's Kate Middleton. She's in line to be the Queen of England. And she was brutally picked on when she was in school. Brutally picked on. Was, listen, the things she experienced and went through was terrible. I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm not going to go into all the details. But she was, she was picked on at the Downs House Girls Boarding School. Everything about her. because And, and the main reason she was picked on because she was quiet. She was quiet and really a nice person. Her experience was so traumatic that upon her wedding to Prince William, the couple directed the wedding guests to donate to the charity Beat Bullying, among other organizations. But now look at her. You know what that tells me? It's not always going to be that way. Things will change. Say it with me. Now, this second, don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. This second person who was bullied, and he was bullied, he grew up in South Africa. And the reason he was bullied is because he was a little guy. He was smaller. He was shorter, and he was so much smaller than everybody. And, And we know that bigger people like to pick on little people. They just do. But I think they're going to wish they hadn't. Because this is the second guy. Now, I know some of you may not know who that is. But the dude is loaded. He's one of the richest men in the whole world. How many of y'all have ever seen one of them Tesla cars? He invented it. Yeah, that's him right there. Guess what? Nobody bullies him anymore. You know why? Because things have, it's not always going to be like that. You're not always going to be picked on. Matter of fact, them bullies are now calling him for a loan. I hope he don't give it to him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. it's, It's hard for me to keep my redneck to a minimum. Amen. Look at this next guy. Michael Phelps. Now, I didn't really notice it, but he was unbelievably, mercilessly teased because of his ears. He would go, he would go and he would always wear hats because in his sight, now he's like really tall and big now because it kind of, but when he was small, 
they were not proportionate to the rest of his body. And so they picked on him really, really bad. And so you know what he did? And this is a hint to all the parents. He took up a hobby called swimming. He decided, I'm going to change. I'm going to go swimming. And it was all because of the bullying. The bullying caused him to be the greatest American swimmer there ever was. All those gold medals. You know why? Because somebody bullied him. And, and it became a motivation to him. And you know what we can see by this? Things will change. It's not always going to what? Be that way. All right, look at this next one. Lady Gaga. What a pretty lady. She was picked on when she was younger, saying she had a big nose. She's teased for being ugly. Your laugh is funny. You're weird. Why do you always sing? Why are you into theater? Why do you do and, and your makeup like that? And I can't even tell you, I, I've got what she was called and I can't even tell you in here. She said, I didn't even want to go to school sometimes. But now she's very wealthy, a very, very popular singer. Look at the next one. <clears throat> Eva Mendez. She endured a torrent of bullying from the seventh grade to the ninth grade because of her small frame and unassuming personality. One bully in particular preyed on the fact that she was so scared and would avoid her. It was torture. The actress added that she was afraid to turn to her family or school administrators to step in. She was afraid to tell anybody. She said, I literally had to deal with it on my own and it took me years to figure out how to do that. Listen, but things have changed. It's not always going to be that way. Oh, we're in mother paper. There we go. I think we got another one. Look at the next one. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake opened up in 2015 about his childhood bullying at the hands of his fellow classmates. Growing up in school, no one ever called me anything close to an innovator. They called me different. They called me weird. They called me a couple other words I can't say on TV. Thankfully, my mother taught me that being different was a good thing. That being different meant you could actually make a difference. Let's say that. Being different means you can make a difference. Amen? And I think that's all the pictures. Is that all the pictures? Well, they got one more. Don't hold on to that one. Chris Rock, he's not really a good, good example. But he was mercilessly bullied. And now he's pretty wealthy. This is what he said. It made me who I am. He went as far as to thank the people who whooped him, spit in my face and kicked me down the stairs. He said, I am who I am today. He let it motivate him. He didn't give up because things will change. Jennifer Lawrence, the star of the Hunger Games. Demi Lovato. She was struggling with eating disorders and cutting as a teen. A lot of people don't even know this. Other children signed hate petitions and spread rumors about the pop star, leading her to experience a very dark period in her life. However, Demi sought treatment and emerged stronger than ever before and now frequently speaks out against bullying. You know why? Because things will. It's not always going to. Now, y'all ain't going to know who this is, but you old people will. <clears throat> Joanna Gaines. 
ladies. Her mother was Korean. Her father was an American. And so she was different growing up. And she was tortured. But I think everything turned out all right. Tom Holland. Do y'all know who Tom Holland is? He's the actor that played in Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Before he landed his buzzed about role as the crime fighting web slinger in Spider-Man, he said, man, I had some rough patches. As a talented young dancer, he played a title role in London run of Billy Elliot, the musical at age 12. Holland fielded harassment from peers throughout his younger years. There was a time when I was bullied about dancing and stuff. He said, but you couldn't hit me hard enough to stop me from doing it. I think it turned out all right. This is my favorite one right here. This is my favorite one. A man named, don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. This guy, this guy, he was nicknamed Fat Cavill. He was, he was picked on. He would bawl on the phone to his mom four times a day. But on the bright side, the childhood trauma helped him understand his role and land the part. And this is the part. Look out. (laughs) Superman. Superman was bullied. But now he's Superman. Listen, what's my what's my point? It's not always going to be this way. Things will change. Okay, I need you to repeat after me. You ready? Don't give up. Things will change. Don't give up. Things will change. Don't give up. Things will change. It's always too soon to give up. Amen? Okay, that's what you need to know. Now, this is what we need to do. Okay, this is what we need to do. You ready for this? You ready for this? This is really important. This is really important. There's some things about this guy, Jephthah, that we need to understand, okay? First of all, what was number one? All you would notes, number one, there are some. There's some facts to remember. Fact number one, listen, it's not your fault. Fact number two, there is somebody out there that needs your friendship. Don't wait for somebody to come be your friend. You go be somebody's friend. All right. Number three, it will change. It's not always going to be like this. Things will get better. Things will get better now. So what do we do? What do we do? All right. Here's the second point. Second point real fast. First is the facts to remember. Second, there is fortitude. There is fortitude to reinforce. Say that with me. There is. Come on, everybody. I don't, I can't hear you. There is. Fortitude. Now, what is fortitude? Let me give you the definition. Let me give you the definition of fortitude. It is strength of mind. Say that with me. Everybody say it. That enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain or adversity with courage. With courage. Listen, look what it says about him. Look what it says about him. Now, Jephthah, this is verse one. Now, Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor. He was a mighty man of valor. Now, watch this. Watch this. I looked up the word valor. Now, let me remind you what fortitude stands for. Strength of mind that enables a person to encounter danger or bear pain 
or adversity with courage. Valor, watch this now, watch this definition. Strength of mind in regard to danger, the quality which enables a man to encounter danger with firmness, personal bravery, and courage. So, you remember what I said? Everybody look at me, everybody look at me. Hurry, hurry, I'm gonna run out of time. You remember what we said? There's always gonna be bullies. So, if I can't change the bully, I'm going to change myself. If I can't change the bully, I'm going to change myself to be able to deal with the bully. And this is how we deal with him. It starts right here. You remember what I said? How many of y'all remember what I said? The best weapon against a bully is. Do y'all remember? Courage or what's the other word? Confidence, courage and confidence. I thought one of y'all was going to say the bazooka. But it's confidence, it's courage, or what did the what did the what did the definition? Strength of mind. See, you don't have to have muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you do have to have a strong mind. If you have a strong mind, if you have courage, if you have confidence, you can deal with it. Now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I knew I knew I would be thinking this too. Well, that's all fine and good, preacher, but I don't have any. How many of y'all, how many of y'all, let's be honest. Everybody look at me. And adults, you can, you can, you can tie into this. How many of y'all have been scared before? How many of y'all dealing with a bully, dealing with a bully, somebody picking on you have been scared? Now watch this. Watch what I found in this verse. Look what I found in this verse. When he was being picked on, when he was being picked on, look what it says. They thrust out Jephthah. Look what it says in verse three. Then Jephthah, what's that next word? fled. He ran. That doesn't sound like somebody with valor. That, 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 that doesn't sound like somebody with courage. What's the point? You may not have it right now, but you can get it. When did he get the valor and the courage? When he went and became friends with people that were struggling too. You see, when he, when he went to the land of Tob, And there was other struggling people there that he befriended and he got close to and they teamed together. Man, he got courage to the point that the Bible says he was a mighty man of valor. Now, how do we get that courage? That's what I want to tell you right now. This is what we need. We need that courage. Say this with me. I need courage. I need confidence. Now, let's see. Let's see in this story. How Jephthah got all that courage. Where in the world? Because if he ran, we know he ran, so he didn't have it in the beginning. So where did he get it? Four things I want to give you real quick. We'll do this fast, okay? First of all, we see his courage. It was gained later, okay? It was gained later. B, where did his courage come from? Where did that valor, where did that strength of mind come from? I want you to see his faith. His faith. Say that with me. His faith. All throughout this chapter, if you'll go and read, you'll find out that he referenced back to the Lord. He said, if the Lord will give them into my hands, if the Lord will help me win this battle, if the Lord, what does that mean? He had great faith. What am I trying to say? Courage comes from faith. When you have faith, 
When you develop your faith, it will give you strength of mind. It will give you courage. It will give you what you need to face what's in front of you. And this man, (coughs) originally, he didn't have that much courage. But in the end, through his faith, he developed great courage. Now watch this. Where did he get that courage? Where did he get the faith? Look at the next one. We see, watch this now. Write this down. We see his knowledge. His knowledge. And I'm doing this fast. Normally I would read you all the verses that go with it, but you can do that at home. First, he had courage. All right, say it with me. First, he had courage. Now that's the, that's the ultimate. But where did he get that? It came from his, his faith. Now, where did he get his faith? It came from his, his knowledge. What, if you will read this chapter, you'll find out he is quoting the Bible. When he's dealing with the king, the enemy king, he is quoting scripture that he had learned earlier. And you know what I know the Bible says? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does that mean? The more I know my Bible, the more I learn about God, the more faith I'm going to have. And the more faith, look at me, everybody. Look at me, guys. Look this way. Look this way. The more faith I have, the more courage I have. You say, what is reading the Bible? How does that give you faith? Because you learn who God is and you learn how big God is. You learn how powerful God is. You learn what God can do for you. God can be your greatest friend. God can be your greatest friend that will stick up for you. Do you know how many bullies that God helped people get over? How many of y'all remember a man by the name of David? Do you know he had to deal with a bully too? What was his name? I can't hear you. Goliath. Goliath. Who won? David. Who helped him? Now, how many of y'all need, how many of y'all need God with your Goliaths? See? You see, but he knew God. He knew about God. All right, watch this now. Here's the last one. Here's the last one, number four. First of all, we see his, what we say? Let's let's review. We see his courage. His courage came from his his faith. His faith came from his And you know who helped him with his knowledge? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. You got to see this. I want you to see his helper. His helper. Let me read the verse. Let me read the verse. Judges eleven twenty nine. Judges eleven twenty nine. Let's all read it. You ready? Put it up on the board. Can you put it up on the board? Watch this now. Young people, read this with me. Read this with me. You ready? Everybody at Fairview, read it out loud. Read it out loud. Here we go. Then the... You know... Ho, 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 ho! Ready? Let's read that sentence again. You know what? When the spirit of the Lord came on Samson, he killed a lion with his bare hands. When the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, he took a jawbone of a donkey. It's not King James. Amen. And he destroyed a whole army all by himself. And it wasn't him. It was his helper. You know how David killed Goliath and defeated his enemy? It was with his helper. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. I'm almost done. Look at me. You have a helper. You have a helper. And he wants to help you. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to have courage. But courage will not come by just sitting and and pouting and hoping it comes. 
Courage won't come playing video games. Courage won't come. Courage won't come all by itself. Sometimes we have to get courage by studying and reading and learning. You have an awesome, you have awesome leaders right here. If you're struggling, say, hey, give me something to study. Give me something to read. Tell me something. Parents, parents, you can't always shield these guys. And if you can't shield them from the, from the bully, you got to prepare them for the bully. You got to help them. You got to teach them. I don't care if they can throw a football over this building. If they're being picked on, teach them how to know, have courage. I'm telling you, that is the greatest, that is the greatest defense for a bully is when you don't even care. Because you know why the bully will pick on you? He's looking for a response or she. And you know what? When you don't respond, they, they lose interest. Because they feed off of your fear. They feed off of your response. And if you have courage, you don't even respond. And when you don't respond, they lose interest. I'm telling you, the greatest thing you can do is find that courage. Say, preacher, I don't have courage. Well, we're going to pray that you get it. But it's not going to come without a little effort. God's going to help you. You have a helper. But we have to go to the scriptures and learn about God, learn about who he is, learn about what he can do for you. And I'm telling you, your faith is going to grow. And when your faith grows, guess what else grows? Courage, courage. And you can be a mighty man of valor or a mighty woman of valor. All right. I'm going to tell you one more story. I got three minutes. When I was in, when I was in school, in elementary school, uh, my father was a, my father was a bivocational pastor. And so we, we had it kind of tough. Didn't have a whole lot of money. And, and, and we had, how many of y'all have ever heard of hand-me-downs? Hand-me-downs. Well, here was the problem. There's nothing wrong with hand-me-downs at all, whatsoever. Zero. I like them. I wish I had some now. But we had a family in the church that was kind of well off. Now, look at me, guys. Stay with me. You got to get this. We had a family in the church that was kind of well off. And they bought clothes from the more expensive stores that my parents would never shop at. And I just happened to be one notch down from their son, which was perfect. Because when he grew out of them, they would come and give them to me. This is a great scenario until he goes to school with you and tells everybody else he's wearing my hand-me-downs. He's wearing my old clothes and all the kids. One in particular, and I'm not going to say his name because we're broadcasting worldwide. I want to, but I'm going to be Christian. Man, he picked on me. There's another girl that I was sweet on and he was sweet on too. 
and I was making headway. <laughs> Till he found out about my clothes. And boy, he started all over school making fun. And I was, you know, we were going to Christian school, so you really couldn't. And I was a little timid at that time. Man, it was brutal. And you know what I was thinking? This is what I was thinking. Why me? I go to church. I read my Bible. I memorize verses. I try to be good. Lord, why is this happening? This ain't fair. Why, why, why does everything good happen to them and everything bad happen to me? And I'm going to be honest with you. I felt like kind of giving up on God because it didn't seem fair. It didn't seem right. I was trying to do everything right. But what did we learn? What did we learn in the first point? Point one, sub point B or C. Do you remember? It's not always going to be that way. He made fun of me for my clothes and it was bad. I ain't going to lie. I wanted to quit and give up. Let's fast forward a few years. We're going to fast forward to high school. Now we're both going to public school. My senior year in high school, I pulled into the parking lot of Westwood High School in a candy apple red T-top IROC Z28 Camaro. (laughs) And I was bad to the bone. (laughs) And there was two parking lots. There was a parking lot for the students and then there was a parking lot for the drop off, the parents that drop off in the, in the teachers and then the school. So when you park in the, in the student parking lot, you got to drive past the drop off for the parents who are dropping their kids off. My senior year in school, I think it was the first day of school. I pull in, styling and profiling. (laughs) And I'm walking down the sidewalk with my stuff in the longest, yellowest, grocery gettingest station wagon you ever saw. And if you have a station wagon, no offense. But there ain't a young person alive that wants to be dropped off in that. And I'm, I'm walking down the sidewalk and that thing pulls up. And this is my first thought. God is my witness. Man, I feel sorry for that kid. And the door open. Y'all ain't going to believe it. Guess who got out? Yeah, it was him. And I want to say his name so bad. These children are just like their preacher. One of them said, say it, preacher, say it. No, 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 no. Now watch this. Watch this. Look at me, everybody. Come on, come on. You're getting in my time. You ready? Watch this. The Holy Spirit said, it pays to serve God. 
What did I learn that day? It's not always going to be like that. Don't give up. If you're being picked on, tell somebody. Tell your parents. If that don't work, listen, or tell your, tell your teacher, tell your administrator, tell your parents. If that don't work, tell your preacher. We'll figure out something. Listen, tell somebody, but don't quit. Don't ever give up. Look at me. Look at me. I'm not done. Look at me. If it ever crosses your mind, ever crosses your mind to do what some of those young people did that we showed last week and take their own life, immediately, immediately tell somebody what you're thinking. Immediately. Say it with me. Immediately. Don't even immediately tell them what you're thinking. But remember this. Things will change. It's not always going to be like this. Don't give up. Say it with me. Don't give up. Say it again. Say it again. Don't give up. God has the ability to turn things around. Listen, I love you guys with all my heart. And you're going to be, listen, God has got such an awesome life and plan for you and the devil wants to stop it. And the devil is influencing these bullies because he knows what potential you have. That's why he picked on Peter because Peter had great potential and you've got potential too. You're perfect. You're just like God wanted you to be. And he don't make mistakes. Okay? You're perfect. You've got potential. Don't give up. And all God's people say it.